Dagmod's Media Machine presents The Brews with the Dudes Podcast. Yeah, something like that. Oh, that doesn't work. Are you trying to be the Unibomber? <coughs> uh, the, the, the Unibrower. Uni, Unibrower. I'm the Unibrower. <laughs> the Unibrower. <laughs> <laughs> Could you just imagine? It just looks like you've got a caterpillar across your forehead. Oh, God. There's a guy in the... Uh, I don't know if he still plays. There's a dude in the NBA that had a Unibrow. Oh, that's awesome. And apparently he was really good, but every time I saw a picture of him on social media, like, like I don't know who you are, but I know the Unibrow. Yeah, know that brow. Like... Somebody needs to make a sign form that says fear the brow. Fear the brow. Yeah, I know. It's like um, those brows, man, when they get real bushy, they're, they're a force to be reckoned with. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I, like, I definitely have <clears throat> I have the potential to have a unibrow, but I... I think everybody has that potential. I, I have to maintain the oh, forehead. Okay, so you shave your face, then you're like, eh, right between the yeah, eyes. Yeah, like there's a couple of hairs that just love to try and like poke out on the top of it. It's <laughs> it's real sexy. It's a good thing that I, I have a wife already so that um, I'm not I'm not on the hunt now that that's becoming oh, a thing. Oh, that's true. Isn't it, isn't it to, to some degree, isn't there some truth in the whole like you kind of let yourself go after you lock one in? Um. Well, okay, so... <laughs> I was pretty obsessive. I'm not obsessive. I, I worked. I, I We'll put it this way. I worked. Um, <clears throat> worked out quite a bit. Worked on my, my appearance, all that kind of stuff before the wife. And now um, I'm definitely trying to kick it back into high gear because I see myself closing in on 40. And I go, oh, I'm forming some bad habits. Like yeah. kids are make your life super busy. So I'm like eating shittier. And now it's like, okay, I'm going to try and get back to that. So no, for me, I'm not, I'm definitely not letting myself go because I kind of have this feeling like you, um, you marry your spouse, a certain, a certain personality type. And if they go from being somebody who took, who has good self-care to just somebody who doesn't at all. Yeah. Well, that's one extreme. The agreement just changed. Yeah. That's that's a completely, if you let yourself go. And you go from being in, you know, you exercise, you take care of your body, you eat healthy, to you balloon the fuck up, you're eating McDonald's <laughs> for every single meal, and you're drinking too much alcohol, whatever. You go, oh, okay, well, this isn't the agreement yeah. that we originally had. No, no, there's, there's <laughs> definitely some truth to that. I, I don't want to say let yourself go. I noticed, like, when we first, when we got married, and I was way skinny, and like you said, with kids, you're like, life just gets so much freaking busier. Yeah, it gets, it gets pretty nutty. But I was, <laughs> I was talking to the wife of setting a goal to do a Tough Mudder next summer. Hell yeah. I'm like, let's, let's work out. You got to help me eat healthy because I have a, I have a habit with snacking. Like I get home from work and then I'm like, ooh, yeah, I could go for a bag of chips. Which I shouldn't, as we uh, Here you go. You no, can. <laughs> no, you're going to have one of these. These are IPAs. This is not a stout. Oh, you got you got an IPA. Yeah, this, okay. is, this is for you. They did not have what I wanted. I had to write my name okay. and phone number and what I wanted on the re- back of a receipt. And mm-hmm. she's going to put it on her manager's dra- uh, desk. That's cool. Did you tell her that we run a successful podcast and we'll talk about where I people can get it? I was more afraid of her taking my phone number and putting it in her pocket. Mm, nice. So, was she a looker? Yeah. it's kind of bright in there (laughs) hey guys welcome to another episode of the brews with the dudes podcast where we have the longest random introductions ever i am one of the hosts jake lindquist i'm the other donnie allen and uh we're glad that you're here with us well virtually virtually thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to a couple of idiots ramble yeah we don't ramble we like we we tend to have some direction 
Yeah, that's why we just had a ten minute introduction. Yeah, well, that's well, that's the beauty of it. I mean, like it was the direction to the introduction. Our 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 tangents are our, our, our like our start out tangents. They're they're the warm up for the real thing. They 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 we loosen up a little bit. We um we we find some chatter within whatever's going on that yeah, we're already going to talk it's, about. It's like stretching yeah. before your football game or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And sometimes usually I feel like we've got a couple of funny one liners that I, pop up. I in can't there. remember. It's one of the rules in yeah. Zombieland. You got got limber up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if it's good enough, so to, mentally, it's good enough for zombies, it's good enough for our podcast. We're mentally limbering up for yeah. sure. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, if you are um, watching on the YouTube's. Uh, we it should look a little bit better. Uh, we've sure. upgraded a lens, and, and I shaved, so that helped too. Oh, that's why you're so shiny. I didn't want to tickle the thighs, so mm, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm not gonna go on that tangent. <laughs> I was like, well, am I gonna overshare if I start? Okay, yeah, I'll probably overshare. Well, that's good. That's nice of you. I'm I'm sure your wife appreciates that. I mean, in a day when it's stubble, she'll end up with uh, like whisker burn, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Did the cat get you? No, that's just that's just no. Nice that's one. the husband. Well, who's going to be looking at her inner thighs to ask that question? Gynecologist. Ah, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, why would the gyno? Well, because there'd be bumps, and the gyno would be like, "Is this something we need to like?" You know, do I need to take a sample of this and send it to the lab? And she's like, "No, my husband shaved." Oh, God, my He'll poor like, wife. This is gotcha. why she doesn't listen to us. Does your wife have a male gynecologist or female? Female. Okay. Yeah, same, uh, with, same with my old lady. I can't remember her name. She's fantastic. Okay. She's a super cool doctor. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going down. Like, we're, not, we're not having a serious conversation about this. Um, oh, yeah. You and I know nothing well, about that area. Okay, so. so you haven't had a whole lot of significant others, but have you ever had a significant yeah. other? I mean, you've dated a lot of oh, girls, but yeah. you haven't had, like, serious relationships to I, where you... I think you... you just called me a slut <clears throat> in the nicest way possible. Yes. Uh, to, you haven't had, like, serious relationships to the point where, uh, not a lot of them, where you would know this information. Have you had any significant okay. others that have had a male uh, gynecologist? Um, I don't know. I just lost my... I might just cut out. What do you mean your mic cut out? Is, uh, it seems quiet. I can't hear myself. Oh, okay. Yep. Um, you just lost the mic. Hello? 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 Yeah, I'm not in the mic, am I? Um, I am not sure. So hang on a second, guys. Awesome. Okay, uh, well, sorry so, about that, guys. Yeah, so not that I know of. Like, I... Yeah, I guess I, I don't know. Okay, it, it's totally, so, it's totally um, possible, <clears throat> um, but I not a whole lot of relationships where we got that far into the relationship. I mean, where you had that conversation? Yeah, like right. we were still shitting with the door shut. So like we never we <laughs> never crossed. Uh, so the wife and I have batteries. never shit in front of each other. But that's that's oh dude, thing. I had so I had, had a dog and the kids in there like minutes before I came over to your house. Perfect. It sucked. I've had <laughs> two girlfriends now, fairly serious girlfriends. Uh, that both had male gynecologists and it just, Weird. I ponder, like, I go, wow, that's, that's for, um, to be on the receiving end of the exam. Uh, I could see how it wouldn't be that weird to have either. Like I, I could get yeah. a prostate exam from a female physician. Oh yeah. I might yeah. even enjoy it. It might yeah, feel maybe. a little bit less. Weird. Maybe you're introducing something new to the bedroom. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> I'll be like, oh, I'm going to take this idea back home. <laughs> She'll so be like, the wife feel like, 
uh, we're not going to see each Make other again. Make it two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, to be the doctor, though, that's that's got to be so odd because you have to maintain that professionalism. Yeah. How do then, you be a straight doctor and then you who's go, digging around in ladies' cavities? Well, and then, like, how do you go home to your <laughs> wife and you're like, you know, you should really see your doctor about this. Oh, God, that's true. <laughs> I mean, like. This is this is quite the tangent, but I mean, <laughs> you're hyper aware of all the things. Oh, so yeah. you're down there, you're just like, hmm, this is a thing. We should, you know, you should go see your. Do I don't you, know. Do you accidentally instead of like <laughs> doing the deed, you're accidentally like give an exam? You end up doing an exam. Like you're over something looks odd. Yeah. Like, how's oh that god, work? that'd be such a curse. Well, and, that, and okay, to, to get this off of a very strange topic, <laughs> um, I think it's really common for nurses and doctors to be like, like way too anxious about their kids to where they they're like oh every little thing is a thing right oh, like yeah. oh my god there's, there's probably some truth to that i don't know I, my wife's a nurse and i don't know I, okay so we're we're in the bathroom i'm cleaning harper just got her ears pierced a couple weeks ago super proud of it we have to clean her ears before bed mm-hmm. and the wife's in there taking care of herself before bed before bedtime and all that stuff and we hear roman in his room because they kind of share a wall because mm-hmm. you know you've been in my house you can hear him run, followed by a thud, <laughs> followed by him crying, followed by awkward silence. And my wife's just looking like, yep, he fell down, and that was about that. <laughs> like, neither, neither one of us went in there to check on him. Yeah. The silence wasn't like a concern. Yeah, you just like, heard the thud what, what with silence, of, oh, and it's like, well, he's probably breathing. Yeah, probably. <laughs> or he'll come too. <laughs> you know, it'll be fine. Yeah, so like he fell, she just... We just kind of have this thing of, like, how long do they cry for and what kind of cry. But mm-hmm. normally we just let our kids get hurt and fucking deal with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's that's not, not a bad bad idea. Well, otherwise, it's like they just come to you for every little thing. Mm-hmm. Like, the wind hurt my face, so I'm going to come in and bug you. I was like, no, you're fucking fine. Well, you're going to fall. You're going to get hurt. That's how life works. Yeah. Uh, well, and, and I have a little bit of empathy for kids when it comes to, like their what seems like a meltdown over nothing oh yeah um, it happens all the time because like if you think about it it's it's both like experience works the same way as this but it's also just like simply pain tolerance and that like you are only as strong as your um your experiences so if like getting a paper cut is the worst pain that you've ever felt then that's the worst yeah. pain you've ever felt ever. same emotionally you've never been dumped by a significant other you care a lot about or you've never lost a loved one or a pet or something like that then you know you just aren't sort of like leveled up in terms of pain and stuff so you know i'm a little more empathetic for when my son hurts himself and i go ah crap that sucks buddy that you know and i always try and teach him like pain is temporary so just wait it out it's gonna go away here in a minute if it doesn't let us know (laughs) you know (laughs) if you start seeing colors Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, so you you definitely can't like coddle them, but they're still, yeah, in my opinion, it, it's worth being slightly empathetic. You know, it's a fine line. I mean, mm-hmm. like we he's he's fallen down the stairs before, so it's like we've seen him at his worst. So we know if you're right. just running in your room and you tripped and fell, you're fine. Oh, for sure. You, you know, so like we we we've we've been there for the worst. So it's like you can kind of tell by the reaction of how bad it truly is oh definitely wasn't that funny like um and we're on a little bit of a parent tangent don't worry we'll talk about cars here um the uh just like how in tune you become with your kids to where you're like you can sort of you can pick up on the the tone where you're just like oh that's just like a basic 
injury. Like that's just like a little scratch. That's a little yeah, cut. That, that, that'll just walk knee. off. Um, and then when you hear like a certain type of cry, you're like, oh, <laughs> this might be a little more serious. Yeah, <laughs> there's well, a little it, more gasping in there. Yeah, she, <laughs> my wife can pick that up on her newborn. Mm. She'll she'll fuss and she'll be like, oh, that that means she's hungry. Okay. Yeah. And then she'll fuss, you know, and I'm like, oh, she's scared. I'm like, that sounds exactly the fucking same. It sounds exactly right? the same. It's like she's five months that. old. It's the same fucking noise. Oh man, that is that is really funny. Yeah, like I know it's uh, it it's uh, how the wives develop that. They they develop it immediately. I took a little bit longer to oh, yeah. kind of st- get a sense of it. I still don't know. My daughter's our oldest is five, almost six. Mm-hmm. Still no clue. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's <laughs> it's pretty it baffling. <laughs> So um, on on the car thing, uh, we we talked a little bit about it earlier when we were wrenching. Um, we always do our podcasts after an evening of wrenching and whatever. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about this earlier, where um, you know, like you've kind of got that car that's something you've been following, or uh, I wouldn't call it like maybe it's a dream car for you, maybe it's just sort of aspirational, and you're like, yeah, I hope a, to own this at some point. It's a style but, of build or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Like, I really want to build a drift car, or I really want to do um, dirt uh, oval track or something like that. Yeah, Yeah, so we were talking earlier a little bit about that, and it's kind of funny. We've both, um, you know, sort of silently haven't talked a lot about it together (laughs) because there's always a hazard in in us getting each other riled up about finding things that are like that. Yeah, then, then bad decisions are usually made. Yeah, exactly. And for you, it was the um, the brat. You yes. came across a brat here recently. So for the listeners, you've probably heard us allude to this in the past, God, but Donnie's so, been drooling over brats yeah, for ages. For, so for those of you that don't know or just tuning in, um, the car that got me into cars was this – maybe not get me into the cars, but the first car I kind of fell in love with um, was a – I believe it was a 79. So it was a first-gen Subaru Brat this guy had in a Speed hunt, speed Hunters? Speed Hunters. Speed Hunters, Speed Hunters, yeah. yeah. And uh, he did a 13B swap, and it was a drift missile. And this thing is mm-hmm. kind of roast. He cut the wheel wells in it to make bigger tires fit and all that fun jazz. But I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. And to this day, I still want I've been wanting one since I was like 14. Did it kind of have that, like, purpose-built race car look to it then? Um, you said that it, he, he radiused the fenders and stuff? He, he cut the fenders. <laughs> he just yeah, yeah. Sort of sliced them. Um, yeah, yeah, it was just a purpose-built drift car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah just kind of hang huh. it together. You'll have to try and find the photos of that at some point, oh, And then totally maybe can. we'll have to share it on, on the page and allude to this. Yeah, and I, I keep looking. I find myself every couple of months, like, mm. yeah, oh, you have an extra $700 laying around. Like, you should look. I'm like. No, <laughs> stay focused <laughs> right. on what you have and then get one. Yeah, it's terrible. It's it's such a curse of the car guy experience because um, <clears throat> we want to own everything. Every oh, one totally. of us want to be Jay totally. Leno. Like, and, and we can only drive one thing at a time, but we all want to be Jay Leno. We want to have uh, warehouses full of cars that we love. Yeah, yeah. You know? I, I mean, ridiculous. the wife caught me the other day. What are you looking at? Oh, just should, I shouldn't be spending money on. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, I just, you know... Second gen Integris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> something I have no reason to buy. I'd like to own one someday, but something I have no reason to buy right Completely now. Completely unnecessary, yeah. but yeah. No, yeah. I do the same thing. Yeah, it's well, it never you, stops. It's Gia's. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so for the and I don't know if I've ever really talked about this on dad mods, but maybe. Um well I had a uh seventy three Carmen Gia. Uh for those who don't know what that is, it's an old Volkswagen air cool car. 
Um, and I, yeah, I had one. Uh, I bought it knowing full well that it needed a lot of love, but I was also really new to fabrication. I was learning fabrication at this point. Um, and it was cool. Like we, we did a bunch of work on it and got quite a ways with it where doors weren't sagging anymore and it was getting a little more rigid and we're starting to fix a lot of the rust that was on it and stuff. Um, and then at the time I got the wild hair up my ass to daily drive a 1978 VW rabbit. Um, yeah. And that came back to bite both of us in the ass. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I got this rabbit and it was super fun. It was great. I drove it through the winter, which, uh, in retrospect, that's kind of sacrilege because it's a 78. I shouldn't have done that, you know, because it got rust on it. Um, it's being, you know, it's in new hands and it's somebody's taking care of it. But, and I won't go on a tangent about that, how that all kind of <laughs> came to be. But, um, so that kind of, um, it took my attention away because it needed a little bit of love. And, uh, then the Gia ended up just kind of sitting and I just, it just kind of one of those things where it starts sitting and you just don't get back to it. Mm -hmm. And, and then hard, hard to get back to it. It is. Yeah. And then I bought this house. So, um, I wasn't really working over at the garage nearly as much as I was prior. This was, uh, sort of after Sean and I were, were working on stuff. So the, the car ended up over here and I hadn't built a garage yet. So it was just kind of like sitting in the yard. And when it does that, when you can't really make progress on a project and it's just sitting there, reminding you that you're not making progress mm -hmm. it's terrible you end up like you start re uh, resenting it exactly and it, you just you almost start finding reasons to get rid of it or reasons not to work on it yeah yeah well and i didn't even have an option because it was sitting outside and uh, i had no garage and so i didn't really have like my tool set up here um you know because there was i don't even remember what we were working at the time it was Something else we were doing in the shop, but yeah, so it's it was just kind of one of those situations, and I ended up just saying the hell with it, sell it off, um, and at that same time, uh, when I put it up for sale, I was like, okay, well, this one's got a lot of rust on it, needs a lot of patchwork. Um, I'm gonna take a look and see what's out there for Gia's. Uh, maybe it's smarter to just buy one that is in rust-free or relatively rust-free condition that runs and drives because I was doing a turbo Subaru swap into it and all yeah. this stuff. And I was like, I'm complicating this. I remember you had the EJ 22 T. Yeah. I had everything. It was, it was like everything you needed, but it was all massive ordeals to set it all up. And, and, you know, and I've since built Subarus now. And so now I know a little better about what, what goes into them, but it was a lot of the unknown. So, you know, all of those things work against you. The more uncomfortable you are with any one of the tasks sort of adds up. You're like, Oh, yeah. I'm not super comfortable with doing patch panels. I'm not super comfortable with building this engine. I'm not super comfortable with like rewiring the whole thing and so on and so forth. And that just, you know, well, and that's, builds. that's how my, how our uh, Volkswagen bus has been. Yeah. It was the first like big project we owned and completely way over my head. And since then it's like, okay, well now I have SR swapped to BMW and I'm looking at the boss like this is simple. Oh yeah, that's it's, it's nothing. Work. Yeah, there's nothing here. Yeah, it's, once it's you gonna take time. Chop the front end off of your, your classic car and you weld a new one on yeah. and it goes well. You go, oh fuck, this it's isn't a, that bad. No, I like, want to step onto the next thing. I know, could do the... this in eighteen months instead of twenty four months. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um yeah, it was at that point where I kind of made a decision, and it was like, okay, well, I'm either going to buy a Gia that's in good good shape, and I looked at a bunch of them, um, and what I ended up doing was I was like, okay, well, my buddy Ryan's got this super cool uh, 83 BMW. It's It was really kind of like 
there aren't a lot in the country that were special like this. This thing was absolutely covered yeah. in the rarest of the rare period correct stuff. It was like somebody knew E21s and just nerded the fuck out and got everything down <laughs> to like an Italio Volante steering wheel, which is just like you just can't find them. You Google it and and it's like, yeah, you can find them in Italy. Or, you well, know, <laughs> and even the motor work was one of a kind. The guy had a nitrous setup hidden under the valve cover. So it was direct port in every sense of the word. It sprayed it into the intake is in like um, it was drilled into the head and sprayed it into the valve, the, the, that pocket there. Yep. It was wild. And yeah. it was a hot rod of a motor. I it, This thing revved like a sport bike engine. It was incredible. He knife-edged the crank, lightened the rods, lightened the pistons. It was seriously like a sport bike, the way this thing revved. And it was on um, uh, Delordo uh, side drafts, so it sounded amazing. Anyway, the so car was fucking awesome. <laughs> uh, but So it was between that, it was between these two things. Um, and so I got the E21 and then you know played around with that for ages ultimately sold that one off and then it was at the exact same situation where i came back to like oh i should take a look at what gears are out there like i want to get another car but the wife really also wanted a classic car like some like old american iron so that was sort of like the the focus but at the exact same time i was like you know maybe i should look and see what's out there for gears and so where i'm going with this big long story <laughs> You know, um, 10 minutes of conversation here, me leading up to saying the Carmen Ghia is my version of that. And I always find myself whenever there's like a uh, transition to purchasing a new vehicle or I'm wrapping up a build of one, which that's far from wrapped up. You're looking at Ghia's um, again. Just, I find myself looking him. again. Every yeah, time. Every single time. And, and unfortunately, the prices have doubled since the last time or close to. Yeah. You know, they're, they're probably. Yeah. Uh, Everything's going up. 60% higher than they were somewhere about there. Um, yeah, so th that's kind of a bummer, but um, it's kind of funny because incomes are semi-relative to it too. So I've, even though I look back and I go, the first Kia that I bought, okay, well, my income was here. And then the second time I was looking and then the third time I was looking and now it's like, okay, well, there's been these increments. So it's like, okay, I'm not that freaked out about dropping 10 grand on, you know, a yeah, the next project or whatever. Like yeah, I know that that's not the end of the it's, world. It's part of growing up, and for sure. So I don't feel so bad about even at this point where I find myself getting the itch again, um, of saying like, okay, well the itch might get scratched um, in a year or two years or whatever. But that's I think where I'm heading with it is like that's going to be what I try and obtain next. Yeah, and I I think I think that's what we both need to do. We both need to get our like dream cars. That we need to get the itch taken care of. Yeah, in yeah, I think more, so. More ways than one. But it's funny. <laughs> so I, I don't know how common it is for all the listeners out there if they have the exact same experience. Because I wonder if that's just like the car guy curse. It's got to be. You know, you're think, kind of never satisfied. I, well, one car guy that comes uh, straight to mind is is Ryland. He probably doesn't listen to this, which is mm -hmm. fine. He's rather short. Um, Who? <laughs> Ryland. Oh, Ryland. Yeah, he's yeah, been yeah. talking for years about getting a 300ZX. Oh, right. And yeah, then yeah. instead of buying that, he bought that was an E39. Mm -hmm. It's like, and I was, I was try, trying to LS swap it. It's like, why did you not just get what you wanted? Yeah. Get the 300. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, I think the legacy, it... the legacy and all that. It's like, 
Why would you want? <laughs> yeah, I guess it might have been pricing. I, who knows maybe, what his maybe. reason was for it? But maybe he was like, okay, it'll be the next car when I can save more. I don't know. Yeah, he just really wanted to do burnouts. Three hundred ZX. They're a little more temperamental, I think. So it you know maybe isn't like the shred machine that he was looking for. Whatever maybe. the reasoning was, but it's it's the car guy thing of. You know, and there's always that one car, and for one reason or another, it kind of gets pushed along, but you keep going back to it. Yeah, yeah. Every, I mean, every time. You and I especially have that experience, and maybe other people don't. You know, like Brian uh, that we had on last week, he, uh, you know, with the Black River Motorsports Park, he's always been building uh, Camaros. And it makes me wonder, like, well, does he have his holy grail of it you know is it a camaro or something like that or you know does he so. kind of keep purchasing the thing that he wanted you know is he prioritize it because he's had some cool shit he had that z06 corvette which was pretty awesome it's true and now he's got that you know his, his ws6 is super nice so you know it just kind of makes you wonder like does everybody think the same way or did we just mess up and buy a bunch of other stuff instead of buying our dream cars maybe like i um, i justify not buying a brat because the same reason I sold the Miata. Like, when I sold the Miata, I was really tempted to buy a Brad. And the whole reason I didn't is, like, well, I'm just going to be in the same situation. of having a car I can't take my kids in and go have fun with everybody. Mm, right. So it's like, okay, I'll put that on the back burner. Yeah. And it's been five years, and I still don't have a Subaru Brad. It's, uh, it's re- well, you still have kids. That's uh, true. If, if you're using that excuse, then you'll, it'll never work for you. Yeah. So... Um, but at the same time, like you're not going to get rid of the E30, oh, so God, you'll no. kind of always have a fun thing. No, uh, my my daughter would murder me in my sleep <laughs> if I got rid of it. So my oldest, are, she'll be six next month, loves that car probably more than I do. Yeah, <laughs> loves it more than you? Oh, yeah. Oh, easily. <laughs> I'm a shit dad, so yeah. Um, no, <laughs> probably because she's gotten to drive it a couple of times. And yeah, so she she actually rode in it the other day mm. for like the first time since it's been sitting on the road and or sitting in the garage and all that. And she was super excited. I just I, I just knew I'm like, she she's never experienced boost before. This is gonna be so much oh, fun. Oh God, that's cool. Like so, so you can remember the moment when she's had her first taste of what a forced induction yeah, car so is like. We go ripping up Cody Street and she gets tossed in, in the back of the seat and I look over and she's just laughing her ass off. And she's like, <laughs> I love it. Let's do it again. I wanna go fast. And just, no shit. Yikes. And then, then That's like, cool. Like tonight, every time I'm out there in the garage, it doesn't matter. She she wants to be out there with me working on it. Mm-hmm. And- I just I know that's that's just gonna be the car I have forever, and it'll get passed on to the kids and stuff. So yeah, you you should. Um, and that's a good way to look at it too, where it's like, yeah, it doesn't have to be your car forever. It could always get passed on to the kids. You can detune that thing. You know, you oh, could turn easily. the boost down to five pounds or something. And bad. Then... Why are you taking all the fun parts off? Don't worry. About <laughs> <it>. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, that wouldn't be the worst thing. Um, you know, like in uh, somebody we're hoping to have on here before too long is Pat. Pat's a good example of that, and he's got uh, a, a 510. He's got a, a, a two-door 510 that... Um, I think it's a four-door. Oh, it could be. I'm pretty sure it's a four-door. Okay. Either way. So he's got his 510, and that was always going to be going to his son. And as long as I've known Pat, um, he's talked about how this car is going to end up being his son's first car. And it's cool. Like, it's, it's yeah. a really fucking cool car. I, I will probably go on a limb here and say pat's 510 might be my favorite car in the area 
Yeah, it's, it's awesome. So, it's so fun. <laughs> it, it's purpose-built. It's got a ton of character. It's got a great story to it, and it is a blast on the track. Mm-hmm. Oh, he knows He knows that car. Well, he's been building 510s. Mm-hmm. He, you know, him and his ex-wife, they yeah. had that orange one. Yep. They built together, and that thing was a it's a rocket. It's a oh, turbo yeah. KA. It is an absolute rocket. Well, that's what's in his 510 is the KA. Yeah. And it's. He's pulled that SR up and something else. I got to ride along with him in the uh, at Power Cruise and whatnot. And you could just tell he, he like, there's no worry from my end of like trusting him or anything like that. He just ripping mm-hmm. through the gears. And the whole time we're both just, just smiling. Yeah, felt, felt like a little kid again. So Pat's a good example of somebody who um, who's kind of got that that same same idea, same plan of like maybe this will get handed down to the kids. I, for me, I don't know what that would be because like Probably right now the forerunner because he loves monster trucks. Yeah, and that's the thing is like, well, maybe I build an XJ at some point, like an off road oh, toy. He would he would um, he would love that. Yeah, and that might be something because if I build an XJ, it's going to have a cage in it and. You know, an XO cage or something like that. Go to the off-road park. Yeah, exactly. Um, And I I know that that's in my future because of how much that kid loves off-roading stuff. That's all he wants to watch. He's either watching (laughs) RC cars that are off-roading or he wants to watch, like, Jeeps and stuff, like, Tough Truck Challenge kind of stuff. so freaking cool. Yeah, my son is a fucking motorhead. Like, it's crazy. And I, I, full disclosure, I may have wired him for it. Because when he was a baby, we watched Hoonigan videos every oh, single day. Shit. So that explains why my kids like metal music then. For sure. Because they're fussy. Then I'm like, I'm going to turn up something that's more mad than you. Yes. And yeah. then even Ember, or Ember's our, our newborn. Well, is she newborn? Newish born. Newish born, yeah. yeah. She's an infant. Yeah, she, or an infant. Um, even her, if I have, who to have? I had um, uh, Trivium playing the mm. other day. And she's over her little swing, and she's got this this kind of little grin on her. She's kicking her feet, and I'd look at my wife like, "You are fucked." <laughs> yeah, and it, with each one, you've said that. Like, like you'll you tell me a story about so how in like trouble. your daughter was the first one, and you looked at your wife, and she's like, you know, the kiddo's jamming out, and you're like, "You're fucked." And then your son, and they're both jamming oh, out, and the daughter's head banging, and the son's just sitting there doing this, like. You're fucked, and now the third one. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I might yeah. be a bad influence. So um, I don't know if it's bad though, because your kids like they're it, it, they aren't little psychos. No, they're not. It's a good way like, to get out aggression and like hyperness. It's so funny because your daughter is like this little spazzy, go fast little, <laughs> but she's also not an asshole. Like she's no, got really well, good energy. Yeah. Sometimes. Like she's a, a really sweet little kid who also loves metal music. Real like our generation's metal music, so, not Black Sabbath. She that, likes Kill Switch Engage. Oh and that reminds me. Um, <laughs> Lamb of God. <laughs> she'll be and I, I don't know the wife's coming with. I know Waldo said he was in our friend Jim, uh, Jim Matson, James Matt Matson. Waldo. He's been on the podcast. Yep, awesome dude. Um I know he's in, but I'm going to take her to go see Static X. Oh, I love it. And I I think she's just going to lose her little mind. Uh, Yeah, she's going to love it for sure. She might get a little freaked up by Mushroom Head. Anyway, so where we were going with, like, the whole kids acquiring the cars thing, um, for sure, like, I could see see her being, like, the right person to own the BMW because – She's grown up in it. She's got wrench time into it. Yeah. She's wrenched on that car. I have – um, actually, cool. she's in one of our videos mm-hmm. where I can't remember what I was doing. It was with the M20, though. 
you're maybe pulling the motor. It, it's in the it's year of the E30 yeah. series that but she's she, in a she's little snippet. She's in one of sitting in the engine bay wrenching. Like, mm-hmm. tonight, so t- tonight uh, we we actually may have found out what's wrong with the car. Hopefully. Um, yeah. I don't know if I just uh, shared this before in the past, but we found a bad warm gear clamp connecting the fuel pump to the fuel pump assembly, mm-hmm. which is why it was running like shit. It's running better so if you guys ever have a lean condition with your vehicle where it seems like you're not getting good fuel pressure or whatever white plugs um what you should check especially if if you've changed out the fuel pump um i feel the hardest fuel leak to uh identify is one that is internal of the tank so your fuel pump if it's inside the tank is in a basket assembly and the top of that basket assembly, there's always a rubber hose that runs from the pump itself to the, the top of the basket. And in our situation, that was the leak in, in Donnie's car. Yep. So uh, Walbro, um, for some reason, I don't know why. I'm not knocking them. The pump works really well. But uh, they provide you with two worm gear clamps. Yeah, worm gear. And mm. worm gear is like the, the typical twisty yes. style that's like... It, it's um, like a self-tapping screw on a piece of thin metal. It's a strap of steel strap, with just yeah. little slots. Yep, yep. Yeah. Um, really basic. They're known to like loosen up on high pressure stuff. Yeah, and this is a two fifty five. So like, I should see if I block off the return. A hundred psi. PSI. Exactly. Mm-hmm. A warm gear clamp is not designed for that. Um, it might be good to what thirty psi. We'll say ish. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, it, it's good for coolant. Systems. I would wager, like it, it might tolerate hundred psi. But I feel like eventually, <laughs> unless it's somehow forced to stay there, I would assume that it would loosen up at some point. Yeah. You know. So, found that. Um, ended up putting high pressure fuel clamps on there, which. Is for like exactly what they're designed for. They're mm-hmm. good, I think, up to like 60 or 65 psi, um, guaranteed. That took care of our fuel pressure problem. We finally solved the correct pressure at the fuel rail, and she's been running really good. But under boost, once she's warm, it it has it's hesitant. That's yeah. the only way to describe it. <clears throat> it's pulling timing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And um, so tonight we were doing a little bit of digging and checked all of our checked all the timing components, which is spot on thankfully mm-hmm. um but pulled the spark plugs and this time we had one cylinder that was lean and not terribly lean just a little bit just lean. a little lean but so, enough that it might see knock exactly um it's cylinder two which oddly enough where the knock sensor sits on the block is with cylinder two mm-hmm. and if that fuel injector is sticking or hesitant or anything like that it could cause a little bit of a knock wanting to pull timing all mm-hmm. of a sudden and hopefully that's all all the problem is something stupid yeah <laughs> like let's a, hope like so. a clogged fuel injector mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's um yeah that's that's hopefully all that it's going to come down to swapping that thing out if it pops out of the fuel rail yeah yeah but <laughs> you know i'll say that. like we um it, when it's cold the few times like you'll get a few like really good runs out of it <laughs> Uh, before it actually starts to pull timing on it. So I don't know what's occurring within that time, if it's like it's not fully warmed up yet, so it's still running extra fuel enrichment, and, and that's maybe that's helping it. that cylinder to not be quite as lean. I don't know. It's uh, one of those things. Cars are always just like a, a battle to figure out. So but, long as we figure out before the snow comes. Yeah, but it's um, it's super fun. Like it's, oh, yeah. It feels... Um, 
it, like 90% when it's even when it's running really good I feel like there's still a little bit missing from it because I've driven enough of these SR swap cars that it's like okay that feels like it's just a tiny tiny bit down on power but it's damn close it's damn close and it's and fun yeah it fun doesn't even quite describe it for me mm-hmm. it's it's I don't know if it's the fastest car I've owned now, but it's definitely the funnest car. It's the fastest you've owned. Probably. Well, oh, well, you mean probably. right now? Right now, yeah. Oh, your WRX was faster just by a skosh. Yeah, may- maybe. But this like is, once you get this thing running correctly, it will be way faster. This is definitely the funnest. And I've had a couple of like, oh shit moments because I'm still getting used to the car. Mm. Um, one of them was actually on Monday. So... They're doing a bunch of construction in town. We have what's called the Can of Worms. Um, it's a clusterfuck of a highway system mm-hmm. that they're tearing down and all that. So there's a bunch of bunch of construction. And when I'm leaving work, I have a hell of a lot more traffic now to deal with. And we're sitting at the stop sign. I'm waiting for this semi to pull out in traffic, and he's he's not going. So we're sitting there for like five minutes before he finally pulls out in traffic. And I, I kind of did the nice Minnesota stop where I just I slowed down. But I didn't take my turn at the stop sign, and I, I just goosed it in first. Well, I work in a very industrial setting, and there's loose sand and stuff on the street and stuff. And I hit a little bit of loose sand pulling out into traffic, and I hit boost right when I hit that loose sand, and the back end of the car just goes sideways. <laughs> and I just ripped it into second, and it was not fully warmed up yet which is why it was running great mm. and it just ripped off down garfield and nice. i just i just laughed you got that sense I of what's, just what's like, coming ah, so yeah. much fun <laughs> it's the best i yeah, mean it's uh, so much fun. it's funny like for how much shit sr20s get mostly because like some of them sound terrible yeah you know like not all of them sound as good as your car some of shout them sound out to horrible. cody hendrickson for making my car sound yeah, awesome no doubt that dude can fabricate yeah um sounds great so yeah like the sr20 is really a fantastic motor i i i feel like it's it's surprising that it doesn't end up in more chassis like i cannot believe that nobody's built a model a with an sr20 in it at least to the- my knowledge the only thing I can think of is maybe the price tag because you're importing. Most of them are imported. The SR20 is one of the cheapest performance turbo engines you can import. Yeah, but a lot of people are just swapping $300 truck engines into literally everything right now. That's true. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm thinking about it as in like 20, 2007. Yeah. LSs weren't nearly that common of a swap. And yeah, no, you're right. You're and right. Like, nowadays yeah. people are like, well, I have this. Uh, All of those people are not. 1500 sitting back. That's true. That is <laughs> such a good point. Again, uh, shout again, shout out to Cody Hendrickson. Yeah. Same exact example. He has a 1500 sitting in front of, I think it's a 1500. He has like three LSs in his garage. Yeah. And he's like, that <laughs> one came out of that truck that's ru- rusting out my driveway. <laughs> and I've told him, let him know, let me know because yeah. <laughs> I need a couple. <laughs> so I think that's, that's why mm-hmm. is the price tag. Like they're a super cool motor. Mm-hmm. They, they're a lot of fun. They're very, they're just a blast and whatnot and whatever they're in. But because they're imported, they still hold a little bit higher value versus a five three. Mm-hmm. And a lot yeah, of people are like, "Well, I'll just go with displacement." Yeah. So okay, now back to the uh, the brat um, yeah. because we're horrible at staying on topic. Oh god, we've been all over the place tonight. So um, everything from gynecology to LS motors. Yeah. Uh, so you know, you we were we we're making the 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 conversation about like. 
uh, sort of the the car guy curse of like like you know what are the is there a car that chases you is that like everybody's experience great white um, buffalo yeah what the great white buffalo is that the what does that do that it, it's actually from a movie called hot tub time machine which you should watch oh, it's a very funny john cusack <laughs> film um but it's kind of like <laughs> the one that got away or like the like ah, the magical okay. one um yeah so for me it's the okay, red so the gear you had said that the brat is um is your dream car? I would say it's my dream car. It's the one I've wanted the longest. So, okay. Um, like, the E30 was a happy accident. Yeah. Like, straight up, like, I'm going to buy this because my friends tell me I'm gonna buy, I should buy it. And, like, I was a little unsure. And then after kind of modifying it, I'm like, oh, yeah. I could, I could totally do some fun stuff yeah. with this. And now I just, yeah, it's it's just a keeper. So, um, the uh, the reason I ask about the dream car thing is, like, um, some people they set their dream cars like not attainable. And oh other yeah, people, they're like I want a so Lamborghini I'm, Diablo. And, and you know it's funny. I'm going to keep referencing this conversation because it was such a good conversation with Brian, um, where he was talking about like setting goals like realistically. And I I 100 agree with that. Like I've always set my dream cars to be like attainable. Yeah, like like a Del Sol, and you guys are going to laugh. <laughs> a Del Sol was my dream car at one point because I have a specific memory in high school. Where I remember seeing a Del Sol on the highway, and I was like, "Oh, that is so cool looking! Two seater, removable target top, really cool, stylish little little you know Honda car." And at the time, Hondas were the shit. I said everybody wanted to build. Well, everybody who was younger, <laughs> everyone was a millennial. <laughs> yeah. So um, that was like my dream car, and then I purchased it, and blah 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 blah. So I didn't go straight to, "Oh, I want a Countach or something like that." Yeah, and I, I think like a lot of people are like, "Oh, I want a Corvette." Like even that's an obtainable goal. Very obtainable. That's, that's yeah. very realistic. But the people that are like, "I want a Ferrari four five eight, or I want a McLaren or whatever." Yeah, that's, that's tough. Like you're you're like, if that's your goal, like if, if we're gonna go unrealistic, I'd love to have an XJ two twenty. Mm-hmm. I'm never gonna be able to afford one. But I'd, lo- I'd love to Who have one. Who makes an XJ220? Uh, Jaguar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that's why I ask is, like, is the Brat a dream car in the sense that, like, um, it's an attainable dream car? Or is that genuinely what, like, it, you dream you aspire to own? Both. Um, it, it's funny, you know, like, we, like, any couple or any friendship or whatever, you know, we've t- joked around about, like, if I won the lottery... If I if I won the lottery, like yeah, I'd I'd probably have a Ferrari four or five eight. It's the funnest car I've ever driven in my life. Mm-hmm. I would totally daily one if I could afford to. But the very first thing I'm probably gonna buy is a Subaru Brat. Yeah, like, I get I, that. I would totally hunt one down and be like, that's exactly what I want. That's so funny. And I'd probably like, go buy four of them because I could. A hundred percent of Gio would be the first thing yeah. I'd buy. Yeah, it's kind of funny to look at that way. So I think that makes it the the mm-hmm. ultimate dream car then. Yeah. Like, if money wasn't an option, what would you first go out and purchase? Mm. Well, for me, it's still a super brat, so therefore it's got to be my ultimate dream car. Yeah, that's kind of a cool way to look at it. Um, So, and the reason why I prefaced that way was just, like, um, so what, you know, as I alluded to earlier with, like, the, the, the Del Sol... Like I've I've always tried to set my my dream car like within a certain level of attainability. Um, now, a Carmen Ghia is not my dream car. It is a like I see myself owning it. I feel like it's my style. It's a car that I I've you, grown to love. The what is it's the Porsche. I can never remember the fucking numbers though. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I can picture the car because they're they, almost all of them came in silver. 
A lot of them did. <laughs> and they're mm-hmm. convertible. Not uh, not all of them are convertible. Oh, I thought they were all convertible. Yeah, so uh, uh, Porsche 356. 356. Um, the 356 is the car before the 911. So it, um, it, it's super curvy. It kind of looks like a uh, Jetson spaceship. So um, that's your if money was no option car, huh? Yeah, for sure. For sure. I don't um, even know what mine would be. I think for me, like, I, I'd i want to be able to modify it. So I feel like the later model 356 would be better. So that's like a 60s car. Okay. Um, just because, like, I would love an A or a pre-A even, which we're talking, like, 50s. We're talking, like, the early, early ones where they are hand-formed aluminum. <laughs> Dream are those like that, but we're we're are, talking half a million dollars are probably. Those, are those the ones that Enzo Ferrari formed by hand in his front yard? You mean uh, is that it's not a Ferrari? No, 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 it's no, 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 um, I'm, sorry, I'm getting my cars confused. Uh, Ferdinand Porsche. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking of the California. I'm sorry. The, no, that's all good. The, the early Californias, he, if I remember correctly, actually formed them. That's awesome. himself in his yard, if I remember correctly. That's pretty. I'm awesome. sorry. I'm getting my classic cars mixed <laughs> up a little bit. Okay, well, like some of the curves are similar, but yeah. yeah so the uh, the 356, it was yeah. So the earliest um, the Porsches were still designed by by Mr. Porsche. I didn't realize those were built back that late though. Uh, yeah. So I, I don't remember the exact year, and it'd be nice if we had the internet out here working reliably, where I could look it up real yeah, quick. Um, I don't remember is. exactly what the year was. Uh, and I, I know Pro- Porsches were built, I think before the bug prototypes and stuff, but, um, the bugs were, I think built in the, uh, f- late four, no early fifties. Um, I can't, uh, here's I can't the re- thing we need. We need I can't remember when they went to pr- internet connection. I know, here. I know the purpose behind them. Yeah. yeah. So, um, Anyway, I wouldn't necessarily want one of the earliest versions. So no, that makes sense. Because uh, I would be, uh, I would still want to be able to to modify, it, and I got kind of an idea in my head of what I would want to do with one. But um, I still feel like, in terms of uh, dream cars, that's not completely unrealistic. Yes, you're going to spend thirty thousand, forty thousand dollars on a Roach, and you're going to have to build it. But that's still, in my opinion, in my eyes, is like, well, that's the game. You want yeah. something that's rare I, as fuck and, you know, really collectible. Yeah, you're going to pay a bunch of money. Yeah, and even at 30 or 40, I mean. Totally still attainable. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, mean, mm. I mean. 30 it, or 40 starting. We're talking well, that's yeah. 30 or 40 for a rusted out. Yeah, we're, we're talking this is going to be a $100,000 build. For sure. Easily. Yeah. But even that, I mean, over the course of, let's say, five years, isn't completely unattainable. It's not. Yeah, it, it's not terrible. It's if for somebody who, like, if you have disposable income or if you're willing to sacrifice to make it happen, yeah, if it's I mean, that that's much a of a dream of yours, rules, but um, oh, that's, that's, a, that's, a ton that's sacrificing <laughs> not just for you, but, you know, you yeah. got, there's a lot of things that have to happen to make that. But. Well, I guess it depends. You know, maybe you you have a really would, good job. You know, would you, you ever can... settle for a kit car though? I've thought about it. I've seen I've seen um, a lot of kits. They look pretty good. Yeah, they there is quite a few different kit versions. There's the fiberglass ones. Um, those, and I want to say are those based that, off the bug chassis. Uh, yes. So are they? okay, they I can't remember. Or not. It's all very similar. Um, the floor pans, the engines, they're different. 
you know there it's not like you're you're sticking a uh 1500 cc uh beetle engine or gia <laughs> engine into the back of it's not it's not the same thing okay. they're 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 slightly different but um the floor pans the bodies are obviously very different but it's it's the similar principle similar concept that's why jeremy clarkson always would crack jokes about like early porsches like nice beetle you're driving a beetle yeah but this is the same guy that spent like five hundred thousand pounds on a fucking replica boat too so oh for sure no no i think it was a hundred thousand pounds but yeah some dumb amount of money I, I I love Clarkson. I, I yeah, don't, he's I don't a, give he's a, a big buffoon. Um, and that's <laughs> yeah. that's a perfectly reasonable criticism. I understand anybody's criticism of of kit cars because it's it's not the actual thing. It is essentially a knockoff. No, but, but does it serve um, its purpose? I I think I'd consider something along those lines, but um, I would have to be like because it's thirty grand for a replica, you know. So. Uh, I get you into the roach territory. Yeah, that is getting it. It's knocking on the door of actually owning a legitimate car, and then you need to spend the exorbitant amounts of money to, yeah. to build from there. But yeah, I don't know. Um, I think uh, I, I guess like that's probably the debate that I'd have at that point. And at some point in my life, I, I want to own that. So, um, you know, to, to volley this back to you, uh, <laughs> do you have anything along those lines that's like that? Because Nothing. the. The Brat is is it's pretty attainable. Oh yeah, like, that's like a three thousand um, dollar car. Don't wait ten years to get one because oh, God, it's, no. it's going I, to turn into that where it's like hard as fuck to find. I don't really have anything that's that's like on that that borderline of not being achievable. Because mm-hmm. um, like I I grew up loving a lot of nineties cars. I mean, a lot of the magazines I read growing up and stuff were like EG hatches and second gen Integras and Supras, like. Mm-hmm. Even a uh, what's it, a Mark III Supra, like a '96 Supra, is not that expensive. See, this is really cool <laughs> to me, and this is where you and I differ. And I, this is one of my favorite things about our channel, too, for that matter, is like you can see right now the difference in our our tastes are. Well, let me reword that: our appreciations are very fluid, as in. Um, you look at the shoebox and you probably be like, yeah, it's cool, but I would spend that money on X, Y, Z. Yeah. And I look at the, you know, granted, I look at the E30 and I go, hell yeah, I would own one of those someday. So it's a little bit different, but. Oh, I'm um, not saying I, w- I would totally own a shoebox and cruise around with my family mm-hmm. in it, like in a heartbeat. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. So I, I love old shit. That's my jam. Old as, old so as hell is my, my jam. I guess my, and you're dreaming about 90s cars, so which is super cool. I like, guess my, my, my Porsche would be a 59 El Camino. Okay. So that, that to me would be the, like, it's achievable, but it's not achievable hmm. car. Okay. I've, that, okay. I, I, that is actually the very first car I ever, ever, ever liked, ever loved. Um, growing up, and I still have a bunch of them. I had, God, I had an entire wall in my bedroom dedicated to El Caminos, models, Hot Wheels cars, all of that. Um, I've only seen Damn. two in my life because the '59 was such a rare year of El Camino. It was the only year that really looked like a classic car. In '60, yeah. they changed the body style completely. Um, and I saw two at the one year we went to back to the fifties to the point where like we saw one pull in and we stopped where we were looking. I told my wife, I'm like, we're walking now. And she's like, <laughs> what? I'm like, I, I have to go. You don't, you don't understand. I've, I've never seen at this point, this was 
God, Ember wasn't born. I th- think Roman was born. So this was maybe three years ago. Mm-hmm. Like he was super young. And like I, I told so at this point I was 28, 29. Like I've never seen one in person in my life. And yeah, this, it's a rare car. And this is a car I, I've loved since I was like 10. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so we hunted it down, and then I saw another one, and I was just like a little kid. She's like, "What's those? No, what, it's a it's a fucked up truck. <laughs> like, what, like it's cool and all, but it's a fucked up truck. What are you doing? I'm like, it, you don't understand. This is an extremely rare car. I think re- restored. You're looking at like 150, well, maybe, it's, uh, maybe 200. It's a single year the, production. Yeah, like you, the, you literally have. Only one year of this style, and then they yeah, completely redesigned. They have it. that whole like Cadillac back into them. Oh yeah, it's, it's God, they're gorgeous. It's well, and it's cool because they they changed it in nineteen or in nineteen sixty. So they in the sixties everything went to looking like a spaceship, and previous to <laughs> yeah. that everything had like had, fins and big over fenders. It had and flare, big flare, yeah, like big fifties. It was Gorgeous. kind of in your face, like look at me. American graffiti flair. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like amazing. That would be my my, my Porsche. Would be the fifty okay. nine El Camino. Um, That's uh that might be a little higher than a it than is. a Porsche I've <laughs> as seen far as finding. Last time I haven't looked in ages, but they were they were more than thirty thousand for a road. Yeah, I believe it. They're like in the fifties or sixties last time I checked. And yeah. that was that was years ago. I don't even bother looking now because hmm. it's the older I get, the more unattainable that is. Well, and that's the way there's it just, goes. There's just yeah. no way. Lincoln Zephyrs are a little bit like that for me, too. Not that it's like the Zephyr is something I want to own someday. It's one of those cars that I really appreciate from a distance. Whereas I go like, it's distance in the sense that, like, I'm not going to own this someday. Uh, Zephyrs are just, like, the most gorgeous old lead sleds. Like, they are the Al Capone-looking cars. Massive grill on the front of it. Big swooping fenders. Um, And, you know, a lot of people will chop them and stuff, too. And they just, they're masterpiece of a car. But um, it's one of those things where I just, I go to back to the 50s and I go, somebody had the presence of mind to scoop this up at whatever point. Mm -hmm. This is fucking gorgeous. But it's... No, it's not for me. I look at the 50s cars that are within my reach. <laughs> well, <laughs> Shoebox is within my reach. <laughs> and, and I think I think that's how I ended up with the E30, mm-hmm. is I wanted I wanted something kind of older, but not. Yeah. And so I got the car that has an identity crisis and kind of falls in the middle. It's like, yeah. <laughs> identity crisis. It, that's good. Well, it's, a, it's an 80s car, so it's got some of the classic features, but it, it doesn't handle like a classic car. It, mm-hmm. hand, it handles like a 90s car. You well, know? honestly, right or, now that or, handles like now it handles better than a 90s it handles car. like a BRZ. Oh, I mean, now, yeah, that well, you you've driven so it without the power steering in it. That's something now. we got to talk a little bit about too. Um, and, and it's what I want to kind of wrap this conversation. I think because it's, <laughs> it's tangent. Um, it's no, it's yeah, absolutely not. Like I think that this is very like a uh, uh, valuable, like very co- cohesive conversation. Now we're not on, <laughs> you know, rambling off talking about our kids. Yeah. Um, yeah. So t- in closing, like, yeah, for sure. I think that's like the, the car guy curse of like, um, all of us, even though we're building something, there might be something else that's kind of just, just outside of our reach or it's yeah, just like, just, we're working towards this, you know, there's always just that, that thought of like, Oh, if I, if I just set aside X amount of dollars, instead of spending it on the project I'm building now, I could have this project. Hundred percent. It's so dumb. 
<laughs> it's dumb, it's so but dumb. it's um, honestly, I think it enriches. And uh, this is going to sound preachy, but as a car guy, I think that that kind of thing, I think, is so fucking enriching being a car guy and having these things to work towards because it's work. Oh, yeah. You know, it's whether it's like you're working your job to, to generate money to purchase something, <laughs> you're, you're appreciating, appreciating the process to attain the thing. And especially for a builder, you're you're maybe building towards the goal or whatever. It's I've, it's hard work, and I've hard work is you know. literally said to my wife, I'm like my life makes no fucking sense. She's like, how mm-hmm. so? I'm like, well, I go to work, I fix trucks, and then I come home, and then I fix my BMW to relax. <laughs> yeah, it's it's an obsession. <laughs> it makes no sense. Yeah, yeah, it's I don't know. No it's sense. a blessing and a curse, but it I, is. The, the older I get, the more I think like there's. Um, Anybody who has a passion, I think, has a lot more uh, appreciation for life, a lot oh, more spice yeah. of life, you know? Oh, yeah. I, and I wouldn't change it for, for anything because, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. The, the car community is just it's one of a kind. It's, it's wonderful. It's, I have met it's not like the football best fans. people because of it. It's not like, you know, people who like to metal detect or what, whatever a hobby mm-hmm. you're into. It's, it's a completely different breed of people. <laughs> and it's, but but it's glorious. It's, like, um, it's something about like going going to an event like Power Cruise where you have just this melting pot of modified trucks and imports and swapped whatever, and it, like it's everyone's just getting along. Everyone's just doing their thing mm-hmm. at the same time, and you're almost like a, a part of a big family for that whole weekend. Oh, for sure. And it, it's it, we're all united. We're all united with our appreciation for mm-hmm. cars and trucks. Exactly. And, you know whatever. You just don't see that in other hobbies. Um, so I it, well, and I think what makes it so special is that um, it's a it's a hobby that asks a lot of you financially, oh, yeah. physically, all that. Yeah. Uh, your 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 intellect, like you know, if you want to build shit, you've got to learn and you got to research, and there's just a lot that goes into it. Um, and I think that that really makes for a unique type of person because of the level of dedication you have to have oh, absolutely. to whatever the goal is. So in our case, like we took a 1950 car. People are terrified yeah. to change the oil. There, there are humans out there who are intimidated by oil changes. Oh, yeah. And we chopped the front end of that off, <laughs> chopped the front end off of an S10, welded this one onto the front of it, fit the body, fit the engine, fit the steering well, system, the engine's everything. Not even, the engine's not from an S10 or a shoebox Ford. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, it's a Frankenstein build. So we did all of that. And, and to, like the, to anybody on the outside, they look at that and they go, Jesus Christ, you did all of that? Why? When it's just for driving on the street. And we go, it, we feel alive. Like it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a part of us, Does you know. It- it's in my blood. I go to bed thinking about cars and motorcycles and projects. I wake up thinking about cars and projects and motorcycles. So I remember the first time, like, the BMW started running proper, like, after the fuel issue and all that. And we finally got to kind of beat on it just a little bit. I remember walking inside. My wife's like, wait, wait, we had the big smile. I'm like, I finally have my $10,000 smile. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she just it's looked so at me. Funny she's like, you keep she's, putting it into money sense. She just looked at me. She's like, you're an idiot. I'm like, no, no, you don't get it. Like, yeah. it's totally worth it. I'm so, to- I, I would, if, if I wouldn't change anything, if I could go back, I'd, I'd do it all over again. Oh, for sure. I just replace those fucking clamps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Isn't that the truth? Well, 
So to to circle back around to the E30, um, yeah. So it's it's running and driving much better. We're, yes. We've been taking it out and we've been kind of like um, just testing it, trying to figure out what's going on with it. And what we had talked about just a moment ago was the the handling. Um, so okay, I I had an opportunity and I drove a '77 Porsche 911 across the country. I did 2,500 miles in. God, what was it? three days four days yeah, something I know like that you were gone for an entire like week but i was, gone but, for, like, was hanging week, out yeah. too and all that stuff so um so i it was literally like the the best experience of my life uh it, personal in in the sense that like not, not counting seeing a, my children being born <laughs> not including being a dad personal in that sense of like you know excluding all of those things Adventures. it was um, it was fucking beautiful. Yeah. It was it was the most amazing experience, and it was a masterpiece of a 911. Um, so I got a chance to drive it through I-90, and I, if anybody who's familiar with I-90, 94, um, we're talking like that's that's the stretch of road that runs through the mountains on your way out west. Uh, so it goes through. Uh, well, I went through North. I think it was North Dakota. Yeah, I think I went through North Dakota. Montana, Idaho, and then into to Washington, that route. And then I got to take it down 101, um, the little, uh, little patch of tarmac yeah, that hugs the coast. That's um, on my bucket list. And down to Seaside, uh, Cannon Beach in particular. And... Um, it was uh, it was it was incredible. It was absolutely breathtaking. And I'll, I'll you know maybe one of these uh, podcasts I'll actually t- tell the whole story of of that trip. But um, so. In terms of handling, those 70s Porsches are incredible. Like, they are manual brakes, manual steering, and it it's weird because it doesn't feel like it totally. Even okay. though you've got big, meaty tires on these things, you know, for a 70s car, they had pretty meaty, at least this one had some meats on it. Um, it doesn't feel that heavy, and the braking feels, it feels like a uh, an assisted braking system, but um, with much more feedback. Okay, so, so yeah, so you can actually um, feel the road as you're driving. Oh, it's amazing. Um, so it it carves like the steering super sharp. Um, it's got quick ratio, and the brakes are just they bite beautifully. But they have like a the appropriate amount of pressure that you're applying with your leg yields the appropriate amount of stopping of the car. Perfect. It was just weird. Like I drove it, and I'm like. Am I am I living in a fantasy right now? Because this all feels too perfect. I mean, I'm talking guy, and I'll tell I'll tell the story. I promise, I'll tell the story. I'll, I'll I'll we'll do a podcast about it. But I'm I'm shredding through the mountains, 80 miles an hour, just carving these beautiful little strips through the. It was fucking amazing, and that's where I got the sense of like what it it blew away my sense of what a car is supposed to handle like, because it was just it was so good. Like it was just such a good car to drive. Um, where I'm going with this is that the, I felt a touch of that with the E30. So you swapped in a Z3 rack. Yep. Um, and now, granted, the brakes got to get bled and stuff, so yeah, those didn't feel fr- quite correct. Figure that but out, so. the um, 100%, the way that the E30 handles now feels very reminiscent of that that Porsche. That's awesome. Like, uh, it is so sharp now. So you you know me. Obviously, and you do know, I? <laughs> <laughs> and you you know my driving style. That's mm-hmm. why. So a lot of people when they when they go to modify a car, they're like, well, "I want to go fast." 
build the car first and then go fast. That makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. focus on the brakes, the steering, all that kind of stuff. And we, we've tossed different uh, suspension up in there. It's got the Coney uh, shocks with the Vogelin springs, all that kind of things. It's finally got all the poly bushings in, which definitely help. And then the steering rack, like, I'm a corners guy. Like oh, that, for that, sure. That's my number one priority. Having having it hit boost and having SR and all that stuff, that's all, like, the cherry on top. And, like, it, I don't know. Like, Jay Cook is my, my, my playground. For sure. I'm not, I'm not a drag guy. I don't mind going fast in a straight line, but it's like, I like twisties so for the <laughs> listeners uh you'll occasionally hear us reference jay cook uh jay cook is How do we... um so if you ever heard of the tale of the dragon which most people have probably heard of the tale of the dragon or i have not um, heard of the tale of the dragon how as a car guy have you not heard of the tale of the dragon i don't know i'm not on the internet a whole okay. lot which so, is weird because i help out with this you're gonna google that okay tale uh, of the after dragon. this we're gonna google it so you can see a picture of it it's oh, a wait, amazing, uh, very curvy stretch of, I, I don't know, it's like 20 yeah. miles or something out like that. East, it's, right? Yep, okay. it's out east. Yep. Okay. Uh, I think I know what you're talking about Amazing, now. amazing road. Uh, <clears throat> so Duluth has its own version, and it's called J. Cook Park. Um, one of the most beautiful parts of it, and, and you really have to be respectable, respectful, because there it, are people that walk on it. Hike, it's it's biking, a very it's a very um, scenic drive, so you do get some slow people. A so you lot really, of motorcyclists, too. So you you can't uh, be an asshole when you're out there driving, unless it's in the middle of the night. If it's in the middle of the night, then you're taking your own risks, yeah. and it's a little bit different. You can go a little faster. But you don't really but, need to go fast. But it's a it's it's a 45-mile-an-hour road, and 45 miles an hour around some of those corners is hauling ass. Oh, yeah. Like, they'll put totally. up their warnings of 20-mile-an-hour or 15-mile-an-hour corners, and you take that thing at 35, 40, and you are screeching tires, and, you know, you are, like... So, <laughs> it's great because you're not actually speeding. <laughs> but, anyway, so it's it's a beautiful road. Yeah, and so... like that. So, we have the comparison from last year with the power steering and the different shocks and the springs mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. I am really curious to see how it handles through there now. Because Pretty the, good, the, I bet. the little bit I've gotten to actually drive the car, granted, I don't have the alignment done on it yet. Thanks, Firestone, for screwing that up. Um, <laughs> it, it's, I, I can't wait. Like it, it handled the Miata didn't have power steering, and I love the way that handled. So, to be able to push the BMW when I get to that point is mm. just, it's gonna be incredible. Because the little bit I have done with it, it like you said, it just handles so well. You feel mm-hmm. everything in the corners. So Which, what I liked about the the E30, and I remember what the Miata felt like to drive. Um, was, what I feel like makes the E30 better was one. Um, I really love the way that um, I love the turn in, like for whatever reason the the E30 feels very sharp off the center point. Yes. So that initial turn in, well, there's no delay in. It just it feels really sharp. So um, we put a Z3 steering rack in it from a 99 BMW. Um, that's actually three turns lock to lock versus mm-hmm. the the old E30 rack, which was four, which you'd think one full turn isn't that much, but it, it really is. Like yeah. You can definitely tell going through the corners like, oh, it's you barely move the steering wheel and you're going whatever direction you want to go. Yeah, it's beautiful. And that, it, that turn in is just perfect. Um but yeah, it, it's it's a mixture of that and also like um, 
I love the so the Miata is like it's it's driving a slow car fast. Yes. And that's wonderful. It's a wonderful experience. If you ever get a chance to like it's drive the, something like a Miata, do it. Yeah, it's, the, a it's blast. the perfect place to start too. It mm-hmm. the a Miata is just a souped up go-kart. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> that's all it is. Uh whereas like when we've driven the E30 and it's running, especially when it's running correctly and you get on it a little bit with that SR in it, it now has that that energy that feels appropriate to the um, the way that it handles and steers. So you're just like, agree. oh, this feels balanced. So once you get it completely dialed in, I think it's going to be just right where you're like, you can take it to the edge of grip where you're like breaking tires loose, but you're not necessarily going to kill yourself driving hard with it. Yeah, and I, I've gotten to push it a little bit. I, I'll admit, I went through the nice portion of Skyline mm-hmm. one time with it. Um, and it, yeah, it's, it's got the, the one thing I hate about it when we did the SCCA night was it wouldn't get out of its own way. Like it handled fine in the corners. See, I told you, um, <laughs> it, it would handle fine in the corners, but there was no gusto to get out of the corner to mm-hmm. make it to the next one. And now it finally has that. Yeah. You can finally, you can handle perfectly in the corner and then put your foot down and like, Sweet, we're gonna hurry up and get to the next one now. Well, and and I think this is something that we're gonna have to um, do videos on. Oh, absolutely! Talking about why we think the SR twenty is one of the best swaps you'll ever do in an E thirty, uh, because it is the car is so light now. Yeah, it's super. It's light. crazy. So I had driven it with the M twenty in it, and yeah, it was fun. But it definitely felt like you had a truck engine in the front yeah. of it. Yeah. Um, whereas if you it. had an LS in it, it'd be a c- totally different can of worms. You know, when I say truck engine, I mean like it feels like a it feels like an anchor. Honestly. Yeah. That M20 was pretty. Um, it was a lot of weight, like over the front tires, so the weight distribution wasn't perfect, um, and the uh, it just didn't have the revs. It just didn't feel quite right. I'm sure the IS is a different can of worms. The the IS is like it revs up better. It's it's a straight six that makes it, more power. It can actually accelerate on yeah. the highway. But the um uh, the SR I feel like took some weight off of the front of that thing. It sits a little bit higher too, so it tells it me does. that it's 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 taking some weight off the front. Um, it feels so damn balanced. It feels balanced, um, and it has like this torque. Yes. So like even out of boost, it's. It still feels torquey, mm-hmm. which I, which I love because like the old M20, like that's what I was like. Oh, it's such a torquey motor though. Like it, it falls off flat at the high end, but at the low end, it, it's fantastic. I have to disagree. <laughs> the SR, like even staying out of boost, it still is torquier than the M20 is. Yeah. Like so, it, overall, it's just a better driving experience now. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Yeah, it's it seems like a fantastic drivetrain. Um, but yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, so that's kind of where things are at. We're still trying to work out. I think it's hopefully just that injector. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah, let's hope so. But we'll find out Sunday. Yeah. Uh, and so for you guys, um, you know, we're, we're sitting at a little over an hour now, so we might as well uh, close things out here. So the, the where things are at with the shoebox is not a lot has changed with it. Um, it's been nice to just, like, drive it, not be in a state of, like, hustle so you can enjoy it yeah i really can um it's wonderful like i I still got the transmission issues where it shifts way too hard and way too high in the rpms and that's silly but 
it's fine. Like I, you know, if you guys are following us on Instagram, please do. Uh, we're at uh, Dad Mods Official on Instagram. Um, you know, I, I'll occasionally just throw up some photos or I'll do like some story videos and stuff of just cruising around in it. And it's, um, yeah, it's been lovely. I've taken it for beer runs. I've taken it over to go have a drink down at one of our local bars. I've taken on just little cruises and it's just so nice to it's, just hop in it and go. The, the one time I've actually gotten to kind of just cruise with you and it, it yeah, it's for, despite being a 71 year old car, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like it. So let me tell you, dude. <laughs> it does not feel like uh, a 70, 70-year-old car. If you are fed up with the steering system on a 1949 to 1951 Ford car, fucking chop that front end off and put that S10 front end on. Night and day oh, my God. It. Uh, now, I am sincerely thinking about actually doing coilovers in the front of that and doing something different with the rear end to make it handle good. That would be fantastic. Because it's the steering system is so decent. Like S10s aren't perfect, but when you have all no. new components in the front of it, it they don't handle that bad and compared to what it used to be when I would have like I don't know a quarter of your steering like lock to lock before you or excuse me quarter of the turn before, before you're happen. touching in either direction yeah. was so scary and you'd hit the brakes and then it would dart to the right or sometimes it'd dart to the left it was horrifying and i know that's not how they're supposed to be but they're dog shit compared to the s10 <laughs> front end on it so it's just it's got me thinking like i wonder what i should do to this thing it'd be kind of cool to actually take an autocross it out of brian's track oh yeah i that's gonna be Last. It'd be hilarious. Totally it wouldn't it. do very well, but, yeah, but it would you, be fun. Yeah, exactly. And that's what it's about. It's just having fun. Yeah, like maybe I don't need to bag the whole thing and just do that. I don't ah, whatever. We'll we'll think <laughs> about it. Um we've got some other other projects we've got to decide the fate of, but yeah. that's kind of where things are at with the um with the shoebox. It's it's just been lovely. I've got a uh <laughs> I've got a brake fluid leak in the driver's side rear, which I need to probably just tighten the line. I don't know. Probably something that dumb. Probably something that dumb. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> and like, uh, yeah, figure out this transmission situation. But I, I might swap in a TH350. I don't we're, know yet. We're down to all the little things. Yeah, I'm putting an S10 those. rear end in it, too, though. That's yeah. one thing I've decided. Yeah, I saw you looking for one. Yeah, the the beauty of it is the S10 rear end is, like, 54 and a half inches from brake drum to brake drum. So um, you can do that or a blazer rear end. They're basically the same thing. And what's nice about it is then you have a lot more options for gearing and limited slip differentials. And, you know, in this case, you can do disc brakes on the back of it. Yeah, that um, would be a great upgrade for that car. Yeah. So whereas the 410 rear end that's in this thing can't handle a shitload of power and it's, um, you know, it down the lug patterns don't match the front and the back. Thankfully, my wheels have both of the um, uh, both of the lug patterns on it. But so it'll be nice to have that match. And that's kind of where things are are going for it. Um, I might two link it. Uh, technically, it's a three link. It's a two link with a pan hard bar. Um, or I might I don't know. I might maybe I'll do something different. Maybe I'll I'll do bag over coils and. Uh, down part of the toolies? No, no. Uh, that would just be like a helper's thing. It just so it's a little bit lower, but with uh, the bags helping plus some um, some shocks. I don't know. It's a lot to decide. I'd love to four link it, but I just don't know if I want to take all of that on this winter. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, it'd be nice to have a relaxing winter for once. 
Yeah, like basically everything. we're going to build, we're going to finish up our two cars, get yours running right, make a few changes on yours this winter, a yeah. few changes on that thing this winter. A couple of um, things. Then. But we've got new projects that are coming coming along here. Um, yeah, we got a certain Volkswagen. Technically, that's an old project that we're finally getting it's to. It's the oldest project. That Volkswagen yes. has been in the... The queue for longer than anything else. Well, before we owned <laughs> our current house, so yes, it's been a while. It's been a long while, <laughs> <laughs> so that'll be fun, and we'll announce that you know here before too long. Yeah, when, when we get around to it. Yeah, but <laughs> once we have a a game plan, because the worst thing you can do is tell people what's coming up and, and then, then just not get no to idea it. What you're that's doing. that's yeah. pretty lame. So, uh, you know, we'll we'll tell you guys about it here before too long. Not to dangle a carrot, but. That's definitely going to happen this winter. Yeah. So, anyways. Anyway, thank you very much for joining us for another episode of the Brews with the Dudes podcast. Thank you. We appreciate you guys watching. We've had um, some pretty fantastic uh, views compared to in the past. A lot of positive responses, which is yeah. nice to see. There's, there's actually some decent progress happening with the channel. Um, if you aren't subscribed, I, I mean, I hate to be this guy, but it's, um, it is kind of what helps the, the show, what helps our, both of our channels. Please make sure the priority is dad mods. Um, if you guys are looking for some fun automotive entertainment, watching us build our projects, and soon enough we're going to have a little bit more of like us taking them out and doing some fun shit with yep, them. Now that they finally run. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's not just the build, but we've also got some really awesome builds that are coming up too. So um, channel's getting better every single time that we put out a video. It's, it's a lot of fun. Um, even the earliest, the very beginning videos are hilarious oh, yeah, too. So check them out. Um, so thank you very much. You can support us by, by doing that. Or if you really like the podcast, um, subscribe to us on like Spotify or on anchor. Yep. Um, or we do of course have these, uh, on, on the, uh, on YouTube where you can subscribe there as well. YouTube. We got the Instagram and Facebook as well. Yep. So all sorts of ways. We're kind can... of all over the place. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're that annoying billboard. And let me tell you, like, uh, <laughs> so dad mods is always the the priority. It's always been the goal. But I gotta say, like, it's kind of fun watching the pro uh, the, the podcast progress. And yeah, because the like the podcast people really like it. I feel the podcast <laughs> is almost our Seinfeld. If that makes sense. What? So, <laughs> okay, so, okay, I'm hearing you out. So Seinfeld is a show about nothing. It is. That's the whole premise of the show. It's a show about nothing. And in a weird sort of way, our podcast, there's it, every every podcast is about something. But overall, it's just randomness. We have, you know, Brian coming <laughs> in talking about his racetrack. We have us talking about our kids. Maybe Steve's in talking about his kids and his truck. Yeah, yeah. But it's, there's really no rhyme or reason. We're just, it's just kind of there. It's just. Okay, so the way I see it, um, I'm not saying I, I love that about it. Is it's just it's just kind of it's kind of a catch-all. Yeah, I I don't I don't disagree. <laughs> um, I I think there's a little more direction than you lead on, but definitely yeah. we uh, we're a couple of dads. I think that the podcast is exactly what dad mods would be if it was a podcast we are a couple of idiots who sit yes. around and drink beer on a thursday night and film it with uh friends or people that we want that to just yeah. talk with absolutely we, we talk about the automotive experience we talk about being parents we talk about beer we talk you know. about hunting sometimes we talk about hunting who's on here like um, 
It's yeah, it's yeah. exactly what you'd expect from a couple of idiots who yeah. build cars. Okay, I guess I shouldn't say in it's not Minnesota. about nothing, but it's it's not like I would say that know, it's, it's actually it's, about it's, everything. Okay, all right, <laughs> and on that bombshell, <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. I don't mean to be a ladies and gentlemen. An thank you for watching. Uh, drive shit, drive shit, <laughs> drive safe. Tip your waiter. You know, all that drive stuff. shit. Is that a Freudian slip? It's like, I, I drive shit. Is that what yeah. you're really saying? Drive shit, build shit, work on shit. You know, yeah. that's how it goes. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> awesome. Hey, thanks, you guys. Really, we appreciate you. So we will see you next week in another episode of the Brews with the News podcast. Okay. See ya. Bye bye.